You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day and it looks like a really sort of sober day today. So it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandan Private Wealth. I'm looking at the All Share Index and it's flat. I'm looking at the S&P and it's up, but it's sort of got an apologetic feel about it. And I can't see any, I mean, there's obviously a reason to be around today, but I've just got a feeling that it's one of those days that you'll look back on and say, I didn't really contribute anything to uh, the human existence and the forwarding of humankind <laughs> by five o'clock today. Nothing, nothing seems to be happening. Yeah, morning, Lindsay. I'm chuckling to myself because it's exactly how I feel. Uh, productivity levels certainly in Joburg. It's minus two here this morning in really? the early hours. Uh, day 62 of this lockdown. And as you said, I, I get the feeling from a, certainly from a South African trading point of view, our productivity levels, as you said, are going to be very low. Uh, there was a little bit of a uh, bit of action last night on the U.S. as, as we know, um, trying to hold that 3,000 level in the S&Ps as we spoke about, and then again this morning. But a kind of a muted sort of follow through uh, into Asia, but a little bit mixed. I mean, into our markets, as you pointed out, I mean, we're playing, we're not even managing 100 points up or 100 points down on, on the top 40 currently. Mm. We're sort of 0.1% up at the moment. And, you know, half an hour ago, we're, we're literally on the flat line, 0.00. So I think those of other housekeeping or stuff to do today on this Wednesday is probably the, the day to do it. Yeah, I think so too. Minus two is quite cold. Actually, one of the things I don't like about Johannesburg is you don't get four seasons. One day it's 27 degrees and you're going out and you're jogging around uh, in the prescribed time that the government allows you to run around. And then it's 27 and then the next day it's minus two. That's it. It goes from summer to winter just like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, blue skies, nice day here. And I'm uh, speaking to my colleagues in the morning meeting this morning around the country. It's, it seems to be a bit of a cold freeze across South Africa. She's uh, Sunderland in the, in the Free State got its first sort of a speckering of snow uh, late last night. So winter's, winter's certainly on the way here. I like that area, Sutherland, actually. That's where the big telescope mm. is, isn't it? Or Correct. Something the Meerkat, it's called, yes. The Meerkat Telescope. Mm. Um, one, of, one of, I think, two or three in the world. They all sort of link up like you see on the movies and, and sort of gaze in, into space where they can't do on their own, so they all link up. So quite a quite an impressive little essay story there, back in Sutherland. Yeah, but freezing. I think it was minus t- 10 in this morning. Mm. Red wine and fires. Uh, the dollar mm. rand is 1751. The British pound against the rand is 2152. And the euro rand is 1918. Uh, so the rand giving back some of its impressive gains of yesterday. The euro dollar is 109.55, which is, uh, what is that, about a quarter of a percent uh, weaker for the euro, stronger for the US dollar. Uh, last night in the United States, the Dow Jones had another impressive session uh, because of a so-called vaccine that might uh, hit our shelves in two years' time or something. Uh, 2.2% up for the Dow Jones, uh, 530 points to 24,995. The S&P was up 1.25%. The Nasdaq was a severe underperformer, only up 0.2%. And this morning, the Dow Jones futures up 0.6% with the S&P futures. My live screen says up 21 points or 0.71% at 3,000, let's call it 3,016. So it continues. But as I say, it doesn't really have the conviction that it's had on previous days. It's almost like, well, these are the Johnny-come-latelys that are buying, but uh, we'll take it anyway. The gold price is 17.08, which is down $3 an ounce, doing absolutely nothing. The platinum price is down 7 to 8.29. Where's Palladium, please, Nick? Well, given its recent moves, it is a nothing day. Up uh, just eleven dollars today, one thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars per ounce. And crude oil, 
is, goodness me, it's down for a change. I think it's only been three down days in the last three weeks, actually. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it's down 2% to $33.66. That's the West Texas Intermediate Crude brand, or blend rather. And the Brent crude oil price is down nearly 2%, or 70 cents a barrel to $35.47. So there's your, your spot markets. What's happening on the JSE? What did your morning meeting conclude this morning? What did it say? What did you say? So we start off, we covered a little bit, and we can talk about it in a sec. We spoke about some Woolies trading update that came out. Mm. Um, and then just in general, um, we had a presentation from a very respectable local hedge fund um, who were also sort of – I guess they're also leaning a little bit more to the to the bearish view that, that we've been talking about, just saying, you know, these things are – Obviously, they're talking their book because they're allowed to go short like others aren't. But um, yes. quite a quite bearish view on the South African banks, funny enough, which which is ironic because that's a lot of the buying that that the long only guys have been doing. So I guess that just makes a market. But in general, uh, yeah, chat back on the woolies and and. Um, the, the general view is that uh, a bit of trading water at the moment, which I think we can see exact in today's price action. Just want to comment on last night, uh, Lindsay, just on yes. some of the – you spoke about the sort of divergence for a change in what's happening with um, – with the Nasdaq, um, but just just to just to reiterate the sort of the, how the money is moving on a on a sort of tweet these days. Uh, I mean, last night there was a news story out that um, that it, German airlines uh, said, or sorry, a German airline which we assume to be Lufthansa hmm. is going to think about resuming flights in July next month. Think about on the back of that. They said, I quote okay. this: They said they are thinking about resuming flights in July in Germany. Okay, mm-hmm. on the back of that, the U.S. global ETF for airlines, which is, which is funny enough, is called Jets. If you like the code, I love that name. Mm. That bounced twelve percent. Sprint Airlines bounced twenty-one percent. United Airlines bounced seventeen percent. Carnival Cruises bounced thirteen percent. American Airlines bounced thirteen uh, percent as well, and Delta bounced eighteen percent off the tweet. Such is the instantaneous uh, knee-jerk thin market that we live in at the Well, moment. all I can say is that Emirates started flights around about five days ago, and uh, normally there are 157 destinations uh, was, are served from Dubai. Uh, they now fly to nine destinations, all of which are in Europe, and their aircraft are between 30 and 50% full. So it's not as if people are suddenly in Dubai saying, let's get on a plane now. We really love airplanes, and the, there's, there's queues for these tickets, 30 to 50%. I don't think a 15 to 20% move in whatever instrument you're looking at is justified just because Lufthansa said we might start <laughs> up again in July. I don't know. No, as I say, I'm, I'm just sort of highlighting the sort of the, the bit of the, the silly market we currently find ourselves in at the moment, where we're having these extreme moves. I know uh, our friend Mr. Shapiro is probably pulling his hair out at the thought of it, but that's exactly what we're seeing now: these wild, wild swings. And and, and in quite frankly, thin market. I mean, don't forget yesterday, just on the JSC, back to normal supposedly, big up moves in the, in the US. We could only manage 18 billion value traders. So the market certainly seems to be slipping a little bit in, in the sort of volume and the interest. 
Further update on the impact of COVID-19, trading updates and strategic initiatives from Woolworths. And that came out the first thing this morning. It says, as previously reported, group turnover and concession sales in the first nine weeks to March the 1st of the second half of the financial year, H2, was broadly in line with that of the prior comparable period, plus 1.9% in constant currency terms, etc., etc. We expect constrained trading conditions to persist over the the remainder of the second half of the financial year. Management has intensified its focus on liquidity, minimizing operating and capital expenditure and managing working capital, etc., etc. All I want to know is, Woolworths, how much stuff have you sold? Who have you sold it to? And what have you sold? What are people buying? What are people doing? What are people habits telling you? And what are your number crunches uh, saying about the rest of the year, apart from the fact that it's going to be constrained? What did you see from these numbers in your meeting? Well, the first, I mean, the first thing we can answer a few of those questions, Lindsay. I mean, the first thing we saw, what are people buying? Well, we know they're not buying clothes because the clothing section was shut for the majority, well, certainly for the last uh, couple of months. But what they are buying is is food. Mm. I mean, that food business of Woolies continuing to be very impressive. And quite frankly, I don't know where the share price would be without it. Um, I think up 21 or 22% increase in food sales. And I don't even think this incorporates the last... Uh, the last month or so. Um, really, really impressive on that side. Uh, but what wasn't impressive is, is once again, here comes another one there, not declaring a final dividend, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I think that's reflected the share price, you know, down down 0.1%, 29 rand, sort of sitting near the lows of recent. Um, but, yeah, over, overall, once as I said, just in summary, great set of numbers out of the food business, clothing section, continues to disappoint. And quite frankly, it's probably going to sit at, at 30 bucks for the foreseeable future until there's some sort of indication. But, yeah, my management, the guidance wasn't great. Just looking at the label in my shirt, if I can get it around to you. Mm. Uh, Country Road T-shirt I'm wearing this morning. How's that then? Not many people have bought one of those recently. Woolworths Food, it says here, while the weeks immediately preceding the lockdown saw significant spikes in trade uh, as people sort of panicked and stocked up, uh, demand, that's my words, not theirs, uh, demand has since moderated with shopping centres reflecting reduced footfall but increased average basket size. So there are changes. In other words, you go out less, so you have to buy more. And I wonder if this will continue or whether people will still go every day. People like David Shapiro and Wayne McCurry go every day and and buy, uh, buy something. Uh, or will they, uh, they will they stay away like they are at the moment and just doing it in one big lump? Hmm. I, I guess that's that's the that's the, tr- the, the trends that, that going forward people have to figure out. And uh, as I said, that's why you've seen that you've seen the likes of of Spa Group who are who are saying the opposite. They're saying they're getting more and more people popping in every day and going local. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Willies will be a beneficiary of that. But uh, needless to say, it wasn't the greatest in set of numbers and. It is what it is. Coming down, down point nine percent. I think it probably sums up what the market thinks of it. Yeah, share price down around about one percent. Just tell me one thing because I like to do a little bit of uh, mm. an- anecdotal uh, surveying here. You, when you go to buy something at the moment, do you go to the closest or the one that you want to buy from? In other words, do you, do you go to a spa because it's around the corner, or mm. do you go to a Woolies because you like Woolies better? Tell me. No, I'm not. I'm not a brand. Uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have any brand loyalty whatsoever. Um, I walk across to to the Benmore shopping centre across the road. It's literally not even 100 metres up my road. So I go to the nearest. I fall into that category. Mm. There used to be a butcher at the Benmore Garden shopping centre. Is it still mm. there? No, that's long gone now. 
there's a there's a pick and pay, there's a four nose which are slowly reopening and they're getting sort of their well known sort of bakery up and running, which is nice. Um but I think they've also had a tough time and then of course there's a there's a woolly sort of deli as well. Hmm. Datatech came out with its results up three and a quarter percent the share price the last time I saw. These are the numbers for the year ended twenty ninth of February. It's not one we've ever spoken about before, I don't think. Data tech. You remember in the old days, it was Dimension Data and Data Tech, and there was a couple of other companies as well that were uh, very uh, in favour uh, during the tech boom of the late 1990s. What's Data Tech done? Yeah, this, I mean, this has fallen off the radar, hasn't it? It's yes, it kind has. of, um, which is which is ironic, considering what the Nasdaq and and everything is tech savvy in the fourth industrial revolution. Uh, and this is kind of going nowhere fast. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at a chart of it now. Interestingly enough, um, I mean, it's not a it's not a small cap, you know, over four billion market cap. And um, uh, I guess year to date share price is down 33. Uh, percent I mean, the technical side of them, are, they're quite a decent footprint, if I remember. They are across most of places like North America, Latin America. Quite a big business. I don't know why this has fallen out of favour. Um, share price, what is it up? Four percent. Hmm. Uh, very thin volume. Um, yeah, difficult to read too much into it. We don't follow it too closely. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe. Maybe it's not liquid enough to be bothered with. But anyway, let's have a look mm-hmm. at Pepcorn now because they came out with their results this morning. Revenue increased by 6.5% for the six months ended 31st of March. Operating profit before capital items increased by 17.2% to 4 billion rand. Headline earnings per share decreased by 13.6%. Basic earnings decreased by 17.7%. And it adopted IFRS 16, whatever that is. And I don't want to know what it is, so please don't explain it to me. Otherwise, mm. I'll get confused. But anyway, overview, the Pepcor Group achieved commendable results for the six months ending 31st of March as its proven defensive discount and value market positioning, disciplined focus on customer needs and leading low cost of doing business underpinned performance. In other words, it's a cheap retailer that serves its customers well and in difficult times did uh, reasonably well, I think. Yeah, look, we, we actually did touch on this briefly this morning. I mean, talk about two diverging companies to speak about. I mean, Woolies is the one end of the, the LSM spectrum compared to the likes of the Pepco, which is very much the lower end. Um, and you'd have to say, and quite different results too. I mean, Pepco, I think, is one of those, those stocks that probably should benefit quite well as, as people tend to to shop down. Uh, but I mean, this stock not immune to, to the South African consumer either. Share price down almost 40% yet to date. Uh, getting a little bit of a bid today, you know, up half a percent. I mean, I thought those numbers were okay. Uh, once again, another one not paying a dividend. Uh, obviously, trying to conserve cash. Yeah. Uh, certainly, certainly not cheap, which was concerns me. You know, sitting on a PE of, of around about sixteen, seventeen times earnings. Um, I would, uh, I would keep an eye on this one, but I, I just feel very exposed to the low end of the other side of the consumer. And I think they they're not immune to what's happening on the ground floor. Yeah, so. Compatible set of numbers, but I just get the feeling that this is going to trick along sideways until we get more direction from, from the administration. Says here, Pepcor is confident that it's well positioned to gain market share in the post-COVID-19 new economy, which it puts in inverted commas. Uh, with its defense, what does that mean? I don't know. With its defensive discount and value positioning being more resilient through its focus on babies and children's clothing and large contribution of basic and replenishment products. What's a replenishment products? Stuff that you buy because the other one's worn out? Oh, I don't know. Sounds like a bit of NBA mumbo jumbo to me. Sounds like some PR companies uh, mm. having a little bit too much time at home. 
All right. <laughs> exactly what it sounds like. Replenishment products. Come on. Uh, what else have we got this morning? Let me just refresh my screen. Access coming up with something. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, shareholder conference call. I suppose they need a bit of money from the government. Um, no, that's 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 about it. Um, what's on the diary today, uh, Nick? Anything? It's Wednesday. Oh, on the diary for today? No, you're going to continue yourself with not a lot. I mean. Besides those company updates, which are out the way now already this morning, uh, a little bit later this afternoon, we do have some uh, state sides and building permit numbers. That's at one o'clock. Uh, Federal Reserve, their beige book, they speak on economic conditions. That's quite a good one to watch. That's at 2.55 South Africa time. Mm. And then four o'clock, we have a Richmond Fed composite. And then there's a couple of talking heads, uh, Federal Reserve Bank um, President uh, James Bullard, He's scheduled to speak on, and I quote this, views on the pandemic from onset to reopening the economy. That's a Q&A session uh, for one of the institutes this afternoon. But that is about as exciting, I'm afraid, as it gets uh, for the trading day today. We saw famous brands come out with a trading update. I think it was yesterday. We spoke to David about mm, it, was. it, and he couldn't get excited. But there's uh, some news story that's just flashed across my screen about 20 minutes ago. It says, South African restaurant group, famous brands, owner of chains such as Steers and Wimpy, expects revenue to pick up in June to 35% of normal monthly levels as the country eases lockdown. And that was yesterday. That's uh, what the CEO said on Tuesday. But there's, this particular website mm. is only picking up on it now. So around about a third well, of what of normal business, in other words. Well, I'd like them to sort of go back and fill the gap. There's a timeline missing because they only reported up to Feb. So if mm. they could enlighten us with what uh, March, April, May is going to was like, I imagine that's dismal without fast-forwarding to opening up and having 30%. So mm. I'm going to probably put that news story where it belongs. Okay, yes, in the takeaway box. The um, mm-hmm. uh, the top movers today. Now, I, I remember a week ago I spoke to Wayne McCurry, and it was just after 90. We were talking about 91's results and the uh, difference in performance between 91, the old asset management business, and the bank and wealth management business itself, of Investec, that is. And he said to me he thought that Investec uh, would be uh, – would, would come back into line and do rather well. And he's been absolutely correct because this morning, Investec PLC up nearly 8%, Investec Limited up 7%, Hammerson up 6 and 3 quarters, RCL up uh, 4.4%, and Redefine, the property company, the property company's having a bit of life recently, up 3 and 3 quarters percent downside. Actually, let's talk about that. Investec PLC and Investec Limited mm. suddenly really getting a, a jump. Was there a note out from somebody today upgrading them? What happened? <laughs> No, but I, I don't think you're far from the story there. So what typically happens after earnings come out, um, you, you know, you get the sort of initial notes that are sent out from brokers and, and asset managers, and then you, a couple of days later or sometimes in the afternoon you get a conference call, and then you get the official recommendation that's sent out to clients. So I suspect there was probably a decent note coming out. I mean, I, I remember when they dropped so much on the first day, I thought that was a little bit harsh. Uh, I didn't think it was deserved that. So um, I think he's spot on. I think there's obviously a bit of a research note or something positive. In fact, I'm going to have a little squiz in my, my icon screen on see if there's anything updating it because NAS bounced today up uh, on decent volume two for early hours. So I see HSBC of a bar recommendation. Uh, Mr. Hall, he put an upgrade in that was yesterday. Mm. So they got an uh, upgrade on that. Um, what else have we got here? 
Um, and we also have UBS also out uh, in the last two days with a upgrade as well. Okay. So it could be onto Sunny Lindsay. I think that's probably what it is. I mean, there's, there's very little news flow I can see on my wires um, related to Investec, but it's a, a decent bounce nonetheless. Very good indeed. Uh, Harmony down 2.6%, Process down 2.2%, Implants down 2.1%, Anglo Gold Ashanti a 2% loser, Oceana down 1.7%. Nick, give us the JSE indices after nearly an hour of trading, please. <clears throat> nearly an hour of trading is very quiet. Let me tell you so we're still holding that 50,000 level we're squeezing a little bit higher 200 points up on the old share 50,821 the top 40.36 percent firm only 160 points up 46.964 the number um, and then looking at the individual indices uh, led higher by energy shares 1.61 percent up that's despite the weaker oil price financials getting a bit of a bounce today 1.2 percent firm industrials 0.75 and then on the downside we just have technology shares lagging down 1.84 percent nick kunzer thank you very much for your time this morning nick kunzer is from sand and private wealth and that was the opening the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.